Hello and welcome back to the Across the Pond podcast with myself, Harry Kerwin. The podcast that takes you through the journey of moving to the United States as a student athlete to play soccer. Thank you very much to all the listeners who tuned in for episode one with Max Bristow. We got a lot of great feedback and lots of interest from guys who want to come on in the future. If you liked what you heard, please follow us on Spotify or Google Podcasts so you can keep up to date with the new episodes. Finally, we are now active on social media. On Instagram, our username is Across the Pond Pod, and our Twitter handle is Pond underscore Podcast. That's Across the Pond Pod on Instagram and Pond underscore Podcast on Twitter. Please follow and share so we can get our contact, content out to those who it may benefit. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome back to episode two of the Across the Pond podcast with myself, Harry Kerwin. Today we've got a great guest on, someone I spent three years in college with. We went through the whole college closing process with it, it together and we were actually teammates before we both came out to the United States. It's Joe Jessup. How you doing, buddy? Good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you very much, mate. How, how's things going in the, the light of everything right now? Are you, are you managing well? Yeah, coming well. I'm uh, getting a bit bored of staying at home, but yeah. you know, I'll do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. What's the, what's the day in the life of Joe during the coronavirus? Um, normally, wake up, walk the dog a few miles, crack on with the work that I have to do, and then uh, try and enjoy the weather. But at the minute, it's so up and down, it's hard. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's difficult, but you, I mean, you just feel so restricted, and you, you, like you try and get out when you can, but you just gotta kind of make the most of the time you can do. What what kind of stuff are you doing at home in the meantime? Is there a lot of Netflix, a lot of Xbox? What is it? Yeah, quite a bit of PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of the boys, and then um, just just a bit of work, and then that's about it. You know, it's, there's only so much you can do. You gotta keep taking over. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we'll we'll get more into like the work and stuff like that later on in the podcast. Um, so so obviously the whole point of this is we want to go through everyone's journey, how they're unique, how they're different, and what kind of things to expect along the way. Um, so so yours yours is a little bit of a different kind of route to how I take uh, took. Um, so I came over and I went through a company. You you just came over straight away, didn't you? You you never really <clears throat> went through like a company or anything. Yeah. So uh, I was at Lincoln College. Um, I'll take it back a bit before that. I was yeah. really undecided what I wanted to do coming out of, of secondary school or high school, as they call it here. Yeah. Um, didn't know what to do. I found out about the sports course. Uh, it was like, I think it was level three B Tech at Lincoln College. Yeah. Um, I just went for it, went down there, and you have a really good football program. Um, don't know what it's like nowadays, but we had some really good players and good teams when I was there. I knew nothing about America, and then being there a little while, all the lads in the year above me, they were talking about it and it just got my interest. And then as it went on and on, just tried to get more information. And John Priestley kind of oversaw all the all the football aspect of it. He was, you know, he said it'll be a good option for me. And he had a lot of contacts out here in, in the US. So he put me in, in touch with some of them and, and that was it really. I never really had a third party uh, company help me out. It was more just me communicating with coaches or John communicating with them and yeah let's just set it all up up yeah. nicely nice do you, do you remember any of the other schools like obviously we ended up at St. Catherine together and that's where you initially went but do you remember any of the other schools that you kind of spoke to yeah so I was, I was talking to a few um one was uh Bellman which was actually where I was supposed to go um I was I was only supposed to end up at St. Catherine for one year yeah um that was because my 
SAT, so the test you have to take before you um, come over here to the US. My English was good, but my math was was truly terrible. So that stopped me getting into Bellman. So I was um, went down to St. Catherine for a year, but I ended up staying. We'll get onto that, I'm sure. But um, yeah. <laughs> Bellman. And then um, I had a few conversations with Erskine College down in um, South Carolina. Okay. But that was only because uh, Ross Henderson, another of the lads from Lincoln College, went there. and But that didn't work out. So I ended up going with, with St. Catherine, which... That came about because um, Bellman, Tim Chesney, the head coach there, knew Tim Walls and saw it would be a good fit. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of strange like how, and we'll go into later on how everything kind of turned out, but um, it's obviously you, you still have no idea about what you're getting into when you come over here and you don't understand the division. So Bellman, like you spoke about, was Division 2 at the time, right? Yeah, just yeah. just moved to Division 1 now, but um, yeah, Division 2. And then obviously St. Catherine was NEIA. I honestly had no clue when I was coming out what the difference was but no no idea you have no idea so so we spoke about it a little bit at the start but um myself and joe actually did play together in england before um so uh, we both played for the mighty rustons united i know joe obviously played for them for a few more years before that but um um about we were 17 weren't we in the under 18s league yeah yeah it was our first year in that league and uh... yeah yeah we won the treble um, we had a really good team, some guys, everyone's still probably in touch now as well. Um, but yeah, we had a really good side. So um, it was kind of interesting um, how, how everything kind of panned out because we'll, we'll, I'll probably tell a story in a little bit about uh, when I came over to America and, and, and how I got into contact with Joe. Um, kind of a small world, you could say. Um, but but in, terms of, in terms of the idea about coming out to the United States, like, talk to me a little bit about how you how you felt about moving away from your family, moving away from your friends. And obviously you were going out to St. Catherine, not knowing anybody there. So how did you really feel about all that kind of, it was a big step really. Yeah, it was, but I was really excited about it, you know, like getting away and just making the most of it, you know, for for a lot of people, it's once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, get to go do something new that hardly anyone gets to do. So I was just relishing the opportunity. And obviously I knew no one there. But um, I spoke to Ash Woods, who was, who was at St. Catherine in yeah. the months leading up to going there. And I was talking to him and then we, we ended up booking the same flight together. So I flew out with him and, you know, we oh, nice wandered a bit before. So it wasn't like I knew no one. I kind of knew him a little bit and, and that really helped in the process. Yeah, that definitely, definitely really helped. So, so you've, you've got to America um, you've just got off the plane. What's your first thoughts? Were you thinking brilliant? Let's bring it on, or were you starting to feel a little bit like, oh my days? Like, what, what was it? What was the thought process there? I was ready to get stuck in right away. I knew we was coming in a couple of days before preseason, so we had a few days to kind of relax and for me get used to what was going on and where it was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I walked off the plane in Louisville, and a few of the teammates were there. Tim Walls was there, the head coach, and then I think we went straight to Hooters the first night. So. Hang on. <laughs> start yeah it's a brilliant start brilliant start so so in terms of in terms of shocks as well like we, we can maybe fast forward it a little bit more into like once you got into like the actual soccer aspect of things but what were some of the things that initially stood out to you that were like well hang on a minute this is a little bit different or... yeah so obviously the heat coming over in the middle of august the humidity yeah without just in this open field there's no shade just pre-season that year was pretty brutal i was yeah. actually i had vertigo for the first week or so i was there so Jeez. I was sick and it was horrible, but um, got over that and then, and yeah, just the heat. But one thing I noticed right away, which we'll probably bring up is 
just the team, I was gobsmacked somewhat about how poor some of the players were on the team. Yeah. I was thinking, hey, I thought that would be like a high-level program here, which which we turned it into, I think. But at the start of my freshman year, it was it was bad. Which was, I was one of the main players right away, which was great for me. I wasn't expecting to to come into that, but yeah, that's yeah. How it went. Yeah, I know. We definitely speak about it as well. When we came in on our first day, we were like, not to not to downplay the program or anything, but we were coming in thinking like we 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 were bricking ourselves really, thinking, oh my god, like we're going to be. We was we were just nervous really, oh, and we and we didn't know what to what to truly expect. And we turned up to the first training session. I think it really eased our minds because was there a JV team there when you first got there as a freshman? Yeah, there was. There's, there wasn't as many players as there was when when you guys were there. But yeah. that all has to do with how the scholarships work and that. Yeah. But yeah, the first year I was there, the field was nice and everything, so it was a good setting. Obviously, your freshman year was yeah. traveling 25 minutes to a high school field, so you guys were probably more of a shock than me. Yeah, it was. It, that was that was interesting. But yeah, that's kind of it's kind of cool. So to give a bit of context with the JV team for those who don't understand, um, so a lot of schools will have a varsity side, which is like the first team, which is obviously the teams that we were involved in. But there is the JV guys, and it's normally revolved a lot around scholarship money. So say for example, you want to have five good players on high scholarship money on your team, you normally have to bring in like 20, 25 other guys to bring that team average down. And obviously it's a numbers game in college. It's still a business, um, which you don't really realize until you come over here. Um, so the standard can drop pretty heavily between that varsity and JV side. So that's what Joe's talking about in terms of some of them guys and you, you practice with them every day and it can be a bit of a shocker really. Um, but like you said, we, we definitely got the program to where we needed to be. And I think our JV teams were actually pretty good and, and they enjoyed being around all the international guys and stuff from, from, from what I remember. Um, so so did, did you ever get like homesick or anything in that, them first, that first year or did you, did you, did you relish it? Uh, I wouldn't say homesick. I miss certain stuff like your family and just kind of the lifestyle that you kind of had all those years growing up. But I liked it. I was kind of threw myself in at the deep end and yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things just adapting to the culture and it can be um, making shock. the most of it yeah yeah so so in terms of the student athlete kind of lifestyle how did how did you adapt to that because obviously coming from college it is similar um, but not with the same kind of freedom I guess you could say so how did you adapt to all that kind of thing yeah I don't think it was was too bad obviously well one of the first classes I had was was a math class and already said how bad I was at math and I was like, oh my days, what's going on? I think Max and you had a similar story about the test that you got. Yeah. I actually dropped out of that class because I was like, what a terrible start. Yeah. But, um, in terms of the routine, uh, it was, you know, training was a bit of an irregular schedule, but we'd, same as how it was in college, we'd have a couple of classes here and there and then you'd train most days. So yeah, it was something that I was um, pretty used to and being in that routine kind of helped me out. What about like the traveling to games? Did did you did you cope well with that or? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, I think Max touched on it as well. You see a lot of bigger programs going in the um, big buses and flying, and then we're stuck in these small minivans, like twelve lads in there, just sweating. It's it's really not that good preparation for a game because you're so cramped up, and then you've got to get off the bus. You have a bit of a warm up, then you're straight into a high level game in ninety degree heat or. Yeah. 35 Celsius degree heat, so it's like, it wasn't my favourite thing, but you know, you just got on with it and that was how it was. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. It's 
you're coming over with all these expectations and realistically, like a lot of them are not what you expect, but you have to just adapt to it really quickly or else you kind of fall behind. And I think that can be the biggest issue with some guys coming over. They're expecting like the, the division one lifestyle, which sometimes you are sold if you go through a company. Um, but it's about how you adapt to that. And I think we did a, a pretty good job uh, in terms of, of adjusting to that. So, so in terms of, the next year coming through when we had that big influx of the English guys coming in. So we had like myself, Brad, Ross, Christoph, Max. How, how did that change from your first year to your second year? Did you notice big differences in, in other aspects of things or was it, was it just the playing style of things that changed? Yeah. Um, we obviously had a really bad year. So I was contemplating stuff. I was only supposed to go there for one year, but I knew all well, you lads were coming in. I knew, Quite a lot of your backgrounds. Obviously, we played together. I knew Ross and Brad were at Lincoln College, um, and then you, I was already speaking to you. So you said Christoph was a good player and that, and, uh, I, and like Max said, we, me and him were communicating uh, before he came in. So I knew it was it was going to be taken up a notch when you guys were coming in. And yeah, I think you guys settled in quick. We got straight in on on the training and the games, and like the whole professionalism of the team went up because we had all these. Um, American lads kind of seeing more and more of the players who kind of took it seriously. Like for them, a lot of them just go to university for their degree, whereas we were all coming there to play football, essentially. Yeah, the degree sure. was the second part of it. So yeah. Yeah, it just really went up a level. And it's kind of what I wanted, just what Ash and Marvin want as well. And I know some of the other American lads wanted that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so one of the cool stories that I kind of touched on at the start is um, when I was at my... Um, me and Max spoke about how I was at like the David Beckham soccer dome. So me and Christoph were playing centre back together and Tim came up to us both at the end of the game and, and spoke to us and offered us a scholarship. And it was like a two day tournament. So I went back to my hotel room that night buzzing, like thinking, brilliant. I've just got, I've just got offered a scholarship. First, first proper scholarship offer and everything. And then Joe messages me saying, Oh, um, my head coach is at your uh, tournament. Like, I, I didn't realize that. And I didn't even know what school you went to. So I said, oh, what school, what school do you go to? And he went, St. Catherine College. I went, oh, no way. Your, your head coach has just offered me and another lad a scholarship to play centre-back together next year. Um, so so that, I think from that moment, knowing you already, and, and obviously, like, it was just one of them things where I kind of knew I was going to be going to St. Catherine straight away. Like, the other offers weren't the same. But it's kind of weird how we ended up playing in England together um, and this all the way over to America and, we, well, obviously, we've got a lot closer since then as well. So it's been been kind of crazy how that all all went down. So so we can fast forward a little bit now. Where were you when you found out the news? What what were you doing when you found out about St. Catherine? I think that was the first day I was... Uh, one of the first days. It was the first summer I stayed in America. So I think the previous two summers, I'd always come home, worked when I was at home, get some money. Yeah. But that year, I figured I'd try staying out in the summer, see what more I can... Um, see what more I can do in the summer there, you know, try and make the most of my time I had out there. And uh, I can't remember what I was doing. I think I might've been at the gym or something. Obviously reading this text come through, I was like, all my motivation at the gym just, just dropped. I was like, oh, crap, what am I going to do now? So luckily I was in America. I think it kind of helped being here. I could talk to a few more people than, than you guys could back in England. But yeah, it was a complete shock. They previously told everyone, you know, everything's fine. There's rumors of stuff going on, but there's like, no, we're fine. And then, whack things like six or eight weeks before we're supposed to be back it was yeah mental, mental. 
so for most of us, we were going into our junior year. So we still had two years left. But for you, you were going into your senior year. So, so I bet that was a bit of a, like, like even more worrying for you because you're thinking, I've just got one more year to go and, and, and you get thrown that. Yeah, I was only supposed to have one semester left. So, and then obviously going to midway, I had to do a full year. But I think that was, obviously it was bad at the time and stuff, but it was the best thing that happened to us. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know, it was much, much better environment for us to be in. I think so as well. Yeah. Did you, did you, did, were you glad of that transition or like, I know obviously I, like I said previously, I, I was glad that it happened, but what about you? Like, how did you view that? Yeah, I was. I know a lot of people at school were, I don't know, still go on about it. They didn't <laughs> can't fathom it, but I was, I was buzzing to get out of there. It was just, sometimes at St. Catherine, it was like, it was trapped. Obviously it was in the middle of nowhere. None of us really had a car, so we couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. And uh, it was difficult just being there, but, being in Lexington kind of changed the game for us, I think. Oh yeah, massively. Like, yeah, we we were really lucky, and like we we talk about like the the soccer was was not necessarily as good, and um, we had to work with a lot less than what we had at St Catherine. But we were equally as successful if you look at it in terms of how, how we ended up. Like we obviously lost a, a final a conference final in both at both teams. So obviously, if you want to look at it in successes, that's a pretty good going for the, for the resources that we had um, at Midway. Did you, did you struggle with, with maybe the, the standard of play in your senior year or how did you kind of view that? Yeah, it was, it was frustrating at times. Obviously it was kind of a throw together team. You know, we had players coming from here, there and everywhere. Um, I think it was lucky that we did pick up the three guys from uh, Alabama, you know, Christian, Paul and, and Nelson, although they'd frustrate me a lot of the time. They, they were good lads and, um, but yeah, it was, you know, the field was, wasn't great. Not that we had a good field the whole time, but yeah. it was just, you know, was, the transition wasn't easy when you've been used to something. But, yeah. but we, we, again, we made the most of what we had. And it's kind of a common theme. I think you always got to do that to, to get success out of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, I think, we, I think we bonded better as a team off the field because we could do more off the field as well. Like, obviously, if Tim's listening, sorry, but we did go to, to two keys almost every Thursday for a, a long period of time. And it was $10 all you can drink in there. So we were like, we were like kids in a candy store with that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I think also the, the apartment that we lived at, you know, had a pool and yeah. you know, all that stuff. So we were like, we were just loving it. That first summer we were there, we just had a great time. And it was all like, had a bit of freedom. It was, yeah. it was great. So, so I'm going to ask you about like your most memorable kind of moments uh, on, on the field. Um, but I definitely want to talk about one goal. Um, so there's two goals to me that stick out in my, in my life as a football player. And you're involved in both games. So the first one, and he's going to love that we're mentioning this, is Ryan McCulloch. Uh, when we play him for Rustons in England, he scored one of the best goals I've seen at Sinsel Bank, which is where Lincoln City play, who myself and Joe both support. Um, easily one of the best goals I've ever seen in that stadium. And we were playing and it was the winner of a 3-2 game. So, unbelievable. But, yeah, it's a great goal. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan McCulloch, shout out to that goal. I'll never forget it. But the best goal I've ever seen in my life in terms of the quality of the goal, the timing of the goal, and just, it was your left foot as well, wasn't it? Yeah, left foot, swinging. Talk me through it, mate. Talk me through it. Well, it was playing Point Park, I think it was quarter-final of yeah. conference tournament. I, sh I remember two things from that game. I hit the bar from a free kick, probably about the first 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. And we just kind of cancelled each other out all game. 
Um, no team was really on the front foot, I'd say. It was just the battle of the two okay teams. You know, I wouldn't say we were great teams, we were just all right. And, um, both full of English guys, both teams as well. Yeah, they? I think, did they have someone sent off or was that a different time? Yeah, no, well, I think they did both times they came. Yeah, they never yeah, liked yeah. Rough set of lads. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Kyle crossed the ball in. There was about 10 seconds left at that time. I think one of their centre-backs headed out. I was probably 35 yards out. By that time, there was probably five seconds left. I just hit a volley, full volley left foot and top corner. You know, I think by the time the ball went in, there was one or two seconds left. So it was, oh, it was probably the best feeling I've ever had on, on a football field. Oh, my days. Like the, in America, so it's a stop. It's like a clock. Like it's a stop clock. It's not like a ref going, how long ref? It's actually a clock counting down. So there's someone on a microphone for the last 10 seconds counting down. So I remember like they were counting down from like from 10 as as the moment you strike the ball. Like, and that's just like the beauty of, I, I guess it's not, um, it wasn't fun for them. But just to be a part of that was unbelievable. I remember I gave you a massive kiss while you're on the floor in that celebration. I'm not afraid to say it, mate. Yeah. I just remember it started off one side of the goal and ended up in the other top corner. And then just, I just can't believe it. Like, oh, obviously, man. just stuck in the moment. And then on the bottom of this doggy pile. And, you know, it's, and the worst, worst part about it is the geezer filming the, uh, the game, oh. turned the camera off a few seconds before. So. Oh, no, I wasn't even going to. You gonna... weren't there, then you're never going to see the goal. No, so. that's the worst thing is that every game is filmed. Literally every game is filmed. And they didn't catch this goal on camera because the guy stopped filming too early. And I, I would be fuming if I was you, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, fuming. I was. Yeah, I was after the game for, for quite a while. I still am to this day. You know, it's something that we talk about, but it's always nice. Like, I coach nowadays, so it's nice to just show the kids, like, this is yeah. what I did, you know. But, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, that's how it goes. I think I think it's special for the people that were there and, and that, but that's about it. Gutted, mate. Gutted. So, I bought that one up for you, because that one sticks out to me massively, but I'm going to ask you a couple of questions now. So, other than that goal, do you have any other goals that really stick out to you from your college career? Yeah, I think the the year after we wasn't as successful, but um, we was playing I think Cumberland's Kentucky again in the quarterfinals. I think we were down a goal or two. Um, I think I scored from just over the halfway line. Just again half volley, I think it was went went in. But that game was disappointing. You know, I think we we definitely didn't perform as well as we could, and that was a great chance for us to really succeed that year. And it just failed miserably. And I remember I was being mad for for days after that game. I, just couldn't, couldn't believe it. And then, obviously, knowing I was going into one more year, I was like, oh, man. Like, the years were flying by and and the time was, was going down and we were just missing these chances. But that was that was probably another one of my favourite goals. Um, I remember that one, yeah, it was a worldie. And then, and then obviously, the season's so, so short as well. So, you're thinking, all right, that's another one down as well. Yeah, I can imagine that was, like, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I, I remember the, the days thinking these are flying by. But when you look back on it now, you're thinking, wow, like we, they just, we blinked and they were gone really then four years, weren't they? Yeah, when I was, when I was done, you know, it was just like, wasn't missing some stuff because some stuff I didn't enjoy, but like even just kicking about and going training, like you miss training and yeah, being definitely. in that environment, just completely taken away from you was, was difficult to deal with for a little bit. Yeah. Did, did, how did you find the off-seasons over here? Did you, did you find them okay or did you struggle with them? I didn't enjoy them, you know. It's, you come over here for the football, or well, we all did anyway. And So only playing for kind of three or four months out of the whole year is, is frustrating. We never really had too much of a spring season either. No. Um, but, yeah, I didn't, didn't enjoy them. Just 
obviously it gave you more time to do your schoolwork and all, all, all that sort of stuff, but I just wanted to be on the footy field. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. In terms of, in terms of your favourite games, do you have any games that stick out to you? Like, like maybe not a goal, but like something that, that you have? Yeah, I think probably a common theme on, on here when, when you interview the, the uh, St. Catherine lads will be the that uh, tournament that we played in. Yeah. It would be Cumberland, Tennessee. Yeah. I believe it was then Campbellsville, was it? In the final? Uh, no, we went straight against uh, to uh, Lindsay Wilson, right? We lost 2-1 that game. Yeah, 2-1, yeah. But then I think beating Campbellsville, Campbellsville as well that year, um, that was a great game, good win for us. You know, it was good scenes after the game. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, we only had like a 20-minute drive back to the campus, didn't we? And we were, yeah. we were going for it on the way home. It was also a game our freshman year, so we was doing terrible. And then we played, I think it was Salem International, who were a pretty good program at the time. Yeah. It was red hot that day, and we ended up winning one 0 So for being in a bad season, we had one or two good wins that year, but that was about it from the freshman year. Yeah, there wasn't too much to enjoy. I remember actually though, you did score against Cumberland Tennessee freshman year, and I had a friend who who played for them, Alex Marr, um, and I remember you both saying about that. And that's that was yeah, kind of I know. I actually played some of the best stuff. Oh, soccer! My yeah, my freshman year. Obviously, it was just frustrating because the whole team wasn't successful. So, kind of. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, how did how did you find the coaching when you came over? How how did you how did you kind of adapt to that? Because it is different. Yeah, it is really different. I think different coaches have different approaches. I think we had a good combination at St Catherine. We had Simon, who was tough on us and put on really good training sessions, and you had Tim, who was really like personal with you and you could talk and stuff like that. So I think it, it played off each other pretty well. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely different. I went from being at Lincoln College where I was having John Priestley and, and Stuart Reddington, both good coaches and, and firm. And it's just a completely different environment as well. It's, um, it was all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's different in it. It's, it's, it's massively different. Even just like the, the way that they manage people, like we're used to being in like men's football as opposed to like, yeah, coming over and you're with maybe 25 26 year olds maximum right it's, it's kind of crazy to adjust in that way as well and because you don't have to manage men you're just managing younger younger men at least at, at that point so we, we can kind of step away um from the from the soccer aspect of things unless there's some other things in there you want to chuck in no not too much i think we, we covered most of it obviously great memories and that's that's kind of the whole reason we came over here and Looking back, there's not too much stuff I would, I would change. Um, I, I had a great time. It's kind of set me up for, for now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, you, we'll get onto that more in a minute. Um, so, in terms, of, in terms of when you graduated, talk me through what, what was going through your head, what happened next, kind of, kind of the next steps there. Um, so, that whole semester leading up to graduation, it was, it was weird. Like, you lot had another year left. I was living with you, and I had to kind of get a bit more serious and figure out what I was going to do. So, but it worked out pretty well. So, I did an OBT year. Um, and with that, it's kind of led me to my current job now. So, with my OBT, is, is a year's visa that you get as a, a student or international student that you can work in. You can do a lot of stuff, but it's mainly there for you to work in the field of what your degree was. So my degree was sports management. And then um, our assistant coach from St. Catherine, Simon Bird, he was the director of coaching at a, a local soccer club. So he um, set me up there in my OPT. So I was straight into coaching, which which was a nice transition. I wasn't out of the game too much. Obviously missed playing, but straight into coaching, it was, it was nice. Yeah. yeah, graduating was kind of full of uncertainties. 
Um, I think I dealt with it pretty well, and, and that's that's kind of key to to all this, just adapting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, how did you find that transition into coaching? In terms of, did you miss playing, or do you still miss playing? Like, how, how do you how do you kind of think about that? For a little bit, I wasn't want too bothered, um, but then after a while, I was just missing it. Like I said, the trainings, and then sometimes, like, still jump in training sessions with with some of my players. Just I miss it a lot, you know. Yeah. And over here, there's not that like Sunday league or Saturday league that you can can join in. It's either here you make it pretty much as a professional, or or it's or it's over. So yeah, definitely, definitely. So we'll we'll get on to the next part as well. We'll say congratulations, even though it's it's been a while now. But then you you married Adrian, um, and then you got a house, you got a dog. So you're living the American dream right now, mate. How, how's all, how's life now for you? Yeah, it's good, mate. We you know just getting set up and can't complain at all it's it's nice everything's tidy i'd say it's just now cracking on with with life <laughs> yeah, growing up. yeah growing up is definitely what's yeah. what's going on yeah that's that's for sure so so you took the oldham county job um and you're still working there right you've have you moved up a little bit more in there now yeah, so, so my current position there is, is technical director so i oversee a lot of the curriculum and soccer aspects of of the club you know we've got over 300 kids in our select program, which is, is kind of the best side of, of club soccer here. And then you have recreational, which is pretty much just for fun. So, Yeah. And then yeah. you took the role at Bellarmine? Yeah. So current uh, assistant coach at Bellarmine University. We just had a really successful year. Um, it's down to just great group of lads and, and great coaches. You know, the whole whole team and whole staff was, was just great to be around. I learned a lot throughout the season. Good, good, good. And that's kind of cool, like the full cycle of you originally was meant to go there as a player and then you ended up being a coach there, which is which is kind of awesome, really. Yeah, it all came together nicely and, you know, the head coach remembered me and all the stories. He still makes fun of me that I never came there because my math scores and that. But <laughs> it was nice, you know. I, I'm glad I kind of went the, the route that I did with my pathway because I think it taught me a lot and I met a lot of other great people. So good. it was nice. Good, mate. And then I'll have to say congratulations again on the, the even newer role um, that, that's just been announced not too long ago. So to talk us through that one. Yeah, so Louisville C is a USL championship team here. They're really successful. They're just setting up their own youth academy. So I'll also be coaching one of their teams, um, which is big. It's big for the whole area. And yeah. ready to get stuck in whenever this whole pandemic's over with. Yeah, yeah. When that's all, when that's all done, you'll be into the full swing of that straight away, is it? Or yeah, pretty much. You know, I don't think this will be over until the summer, which is when the season starts anyway. So we'll be straight into it, trying to make up from last time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, in terms of, in terms of if someone, well, I guess if if I'm saying someone, if I'm asking you, what are some of like the big lessons you've learned throughout this whole process in college, after college, what kind of things would you would you say you've learned from, from this whole process? I spoke about it a bit already, but just adapting as much as you can. Like if stuff doesn't go your way, you know, you're thousands of miles away from home, from your parents who have always obviously been there for you. So just adapting and, and figuring out solutions. Um, I think another big one for me was just creating connections. So yeah. With, with different coaches it wasn't just coaches from our team you know I still talk to some other coaches that we used to play against and then different people you know you never know when you're gonna not necessarily need something but you know help each other out and maybe you know you're gonna end up living near them or they'll end up getting you the jobs like yeah. 
like Simon kind of got me in my job and yeah. it's just through creating good connections with people and just being yourself as well you can't hide away from your own personality for, for four years while you're there you gotta just be yourself and immerse yourself in it definitely definitely I think I think one of the big perks about being English over here is people really do accept you and and take your culture in and they want to learn a lot about you and that makes like the transition of immersing immersing yourself into their kind of world a little bit easier I think, um, also you know where we was i think if it was a different location in the us like people in kentucky were really nice to me they still are like help you out whenever they can just that like small towns like homey feeling where i think if it was in the middle of new york or something it won't be as nice kind of like i met some good friends i still um, still see them you know from who live in Kentucky and still invite you to their house for dinners and that sort of stuff yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's that homey yeah. feeling that kind of made it made it home yeah definitely definitely and Kentucky is really home for for us and I guess even some of the other guys now as well which is which is kind of cool that who would have thought when we were playing Ruston's, Ruston's United when we were 17 that we'd be having this conversation both in Kentucky just just talking about how we've ended up here it's kind of yeah. cool that is crazy and yeah i wouldn't change it wouldn't change no, definitely, it. Not, definitely not and in terms of if you knew someone who's coming in now you're recruiting for bellerman an english lad or whatever or a foreign guy coming over what what piece of advice will you would you give that that person 17 18 about to come over to you to america i think just those things i touched on before you know just um be ready for anything you know stuff doesn't go your way the whole time so so be ready for it, but just enjoy it. That's, yeah. that's the most part. If you don't enjoy it, you might as well just go back home, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, you know, like parents gave up a lot. Obviously, we don't get the, the financial aid that all the Kentucky people get. So your parents make a sacrifice. So you kind of owe it to them to, to make the most of it. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of what I'll give. Just enjoy it. Yeah. That's some experience. Exactly that, mate. Exactly that. You just got to come over and, and just make the most of it. I, I couldn't agree more. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up the, the serious stuff and let's get on to the good stuff. So uh, I know I pre-warned you, as, as most guests will be aware now, uh, I'm going to ask you for your best college 11 that you've played with. I've left it open to whether you want to chuck yourself in there or not. Um, Bristow went straight in there with himself up top, so no pressure on that one. Um, but over to you, talk me through the team. What formation we gone for straight away? This for a 4 2 3 one. Four, two, three, one. I've named a few subs as well, just because. Oh, get off! Fence. Get off that fence. Yeah. <laughs> I went for I went for Christian in goal. I think we we did all all the time I was there. We had good goalkeepers. Out sometimes when you're playing, you got a crap goalkeeper. Oh my god! Don't let the ball go near the goal. Like, but yeah. with CJ, he was great. Brandon as well. I went with Christian. I think his overall leadership and his mentality was just top level. Yeah. So, so Christian went in goal. Yeah. Um, Two centre backs. I went with yourself and I went with Ross. I think we're, you guys had a really good partnership. Um, and with Callum at left back, Callum kind of could have gone anywhere. He's pretty versatile. But I think his, his freshman year, he played at left back for a bit. Mm -hmm. Really strong there. And then at, at right back, uh, Nelson. Um, okay. Although he did frustrate me a lot of the time, just going on his crazy runs. But he was he was a good lad. He was a good player too. When he was on his day, he was kind of unplayable. Yeah. Um, then I went with with myself and kind of a, a two in the midfield. And I went with Matt Matt Lanz next to me. Um, yeah. yeah, good player. Only there for for one year. 
Um, and then in the three, in the middle of those, so in the attacking mid, I went with Brad. On yeah. the left, I went with Marvin. On the right, I went with Max. And as a striker, I went with Ash. Yeah. Um, a few subs. There were, I think it's worth mentioning a few other players. Yeah. Uh, I put CJ and Brandon on there. Thought they were honourable mentions. We'll call these as, yeah. as the honourable mentions. Yeah, we we'll like that. We we'll like that. Um, stuff. Thought the stuff was good. He was injured quite a bit, so he didn't quite make my uh, first eleven. He was like then, top, yeah, and then Tyler. Tyler was was really good my freshman year. Yeah. He uh, did uh, did his ACL, so it kind of didn't help him out too much. But we played in the middle there together and had a really good partnership, and sure. still one of my best mates now. Um, Kevin thought Kevin was was good. Yeah, uh, I love high energy. Yeah, okay, uh, up and down the field. If the ball was going over my head. Kevin would be there covering me. He was yeah. so fast. Like, so one more player I put in there was was Ray, although he pissed me off a lot. Oh, and yeah. he out of a five by five area in the middle of midfield, so I ended up having to run about fifty miles a game. Yeah, he, he was really talented, so he's worth yeah. a little mention. Yeah, he was. He was a very technical player, and I wish I wish we could have seen more of him. To be honest, because he could do anything like with both his feet, but he weren't. Yeah, he's seriously out of shape, and he just didn't want to run. So. Yeah. A lot of stuff that you need in, in soccer or football <laughs> that he didn't, he didn't want to do. So. No, definitely not. But he, he definitely had the talent. All right, so so that's kind of that's kind of all I've got for you today. I do, there's a couple of things that I just want to kind of bring up and see if you can elaborate on. I just want to know, do you remember when Lincoln beat Burnley in the FA Cup? It was about 9 a.m. in the morning. Do you, do you remember yeah, that? That was, a, that was a messy day. I remember watching it in, in our living room. Yeah. I think we had... Our shirts on that goal went in, spears started going down, shirts came off, and that was the start of a long day. But <laughs> we woke up. I even remember watching that. I think it was the Ipswich game where I think it was it was it Nathan Arnold's goal. Nathan Arnold, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that one. And all. That was that was a good year, and that was something about being in that apartment that we couldn't have done if we was down at oh. St Catherine. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. I'll never forget that because because Sean Raggett scored that header right at the end, and me and you just went. Absolute mad. Like Brad and Callum were there as well, but they didn't necessarily support Lincoln. But um, yeah, we we definitely we definitely went crazy with that. But a couple of other good things as well is like when you when your parents come over, like that that's that's brilliant, isn't it? When your parents can come over and you can kind of show them like the world that you're living in over here. And we've had some good times with your parents over here as well. So yeah, I think they've been over four times. Maybe they came over. Uh, obviously, last summer we went. Met up on went to a Reds game and yeah that's right yeah. my mum came over by herself for graduation and then mum and dad came over a couple other times yeah uh, it's really nice to have them here especially now I have my own house they can stay here and have to be in a hotel and only see them for half the time true true yeah it's nice to show them what I'm up to and yeah you can FaceTime them all they want but yeah being here is is much nicer. Yeah, well, they, they were there at our first game for uh, Midway, weren't they? When we went and played away at Rio Grande. Yeah, yeah. They rented a car and had to hang us about four and a half hours or five hours up to Rio Grande and pissing it down with rain. They were stood there watching and it was like four nil down in like 20 minutes. I was like, oh my God, sorry. <laughs> but, um, we held out the rest of the game. I remember the drive back, I drove back with parents and was going down these windy roads. And it was like vultures in the middle of the road. Oh, no. like, Dad was all over the place. And <laughs> long drive back, but... I think they were always glad to get over here and, and watch some games. You know, they'd watched us when we was playing when we was like three years old to to when we were still at home. So it's it's always nice. Part of their life, really, isn't it? Really, like yeah, yeah. Really, 
miss watching the, all the games, but you know they're on video, but it's just not the same, is it? No, it's definitely not, definitely not. And then probably one of the funniest stories I remember of you. You're probably you're probably bricking it right now for what I'm going to say. So we was in we was in two keys. Um, I, we were regulars in there. I would say on a Thursday night, and uh, most of the time it was a DJ in there. But there was once every four or five weeks there was a bloody country music band that came on, and uh, obviously it was quite a it's it's a relatively country bar, but it's, it's a decent night out. And we we were in there, and this country band's playing, and between songs. All, I'm, we all stood there in a circle and all of a sudden you hear Joe Jessup going which started off a group of English lads booing this country band and we were getting some funny looks that night that was so funny like oh man <laughs> and now we, we love yeah, just they weren't the same or they're not the same as, as going out at home and we was no. always looking forward to, to two keys and yeah you get, and you're so disappointed this band's on obviously you drinks deep at this point, so yeah. just go for it. <laughs> and now you listen to country music all the time. Uh, yeah, not all the time. Well, well. <laughs> you was always like the old man of the group, though. I think yeah, you wise. That. the wise one. Yeah, you was always the, the mediator for sure. Yeah, yeah. Someone had to be, mate. Someone had to be. Yeah, well, that, that's why it was funniest because because you was always the the steady one and then all of a sudden you're you're starting the the booing in the middle of a bar it was, everyone's looking at us as well it was, it was pretty funny yeah yeah no we, we did have some good times outside of soccer and i think that's what you have to do to to keep yourself going you know if you just sat in your room doing schoolwork and then you're going out to the field it's you know you're not having that much fun so yeah. i think we, we did do stuff you know spring breaks you know we'd go to the local festivals ham days and ham days yeah Urban festival or whatever they were, and have some fun and ham days. <laughs> diverse ourselves into the the local culture, as yeah. we probably call it. A little bit too immersed into the local culture. Yeah, it didn't always end up in the best ways, but we won't go there. So. No, we won't go there. We won't go there. All right. Well, it's been brilliant chatting with you, mate. You got anything else for me? No, uh, no. I just kind of touched on everything I wanted to touch on. It's, it's been great talking. Hopefully, yeah. see you soon. And I know yeah. we're we're both working in the sports industry at the minute so it's just ready to get going again oh definitely mate definitely mate yeah i wish you wish you all the best wish you and adrian and ziggy all the best and uh, we'll, we'll see you soon when all this calms down mate we'll, we'll get together and get a few of the lads together right sounds good cheers right. really appreciate it cheers mate take right. care